Hello. Welcome back to Reflection of Hope. My name is Hope. I wanted to get on here today to highlight what has been going on and to hopefully provide some information to explain why people are outraged and reacting with violence. I also hope to call out, I desperately need to call out the complacency in white communities and within um, non-black people of color communities. The protests in Minneapolis and what has reached Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, and Los Angeles, among many other cities, have been going on for a few days now in response to the unjust murder of George Floyd by Officer Derek Chauvin. Another black woman victim to police brutality recently includes Breonna Taylor, who was shot by three Louisville Metro Police Department officers in her own home. On top of being targeted by those who are supposed to uphold and protect the rights granted to all people. Black people have to deal with racists who too desire to uphold the original ideals of this country. Ahmaud Arbery was chased and killed by armed white men, Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael. These are only three examples of millions of innocent black lives taken at the hands of police officers and racist white people. This only highlights a few. There are many black trans lives that are taken. Many more black women who have been killed who don't get nearly as much media coverage as black men do and that is an important gap to point out as well. When speaking about the experience of black people, it is not only to it is not only important to take a step back and look at how you contribute, how you neglect, how you can comfortably ignore these issues. It is important to take that time to reflect your position and everything that's going on in our society. I'm speaking to white people and non-black people of color. While it is clear that minorities get the short end of the stick, black people have it the worst the worst it is global racism it is structural there are so many different directions i can go into to try to explain to people what is going on but i must beg the question why are you silent 
Do you not see the issue in not saying anything? Of course you can live your entire life, go about your days, and not blink, not even look in the direction of these things that are happening around you because they don't affect you. Because the system was built to uphold a patriarchal white system for profit. If you were outraged at the looting of the targets and the large corporations, but not outraged at the reason for that, at the broadcasted murder of a black man, there are some questions you have to ask yourself. Why are you silent? How do you claim to be an ally? You claim so loudly that you're not racist. It's not your fault. Right. But to understand that it is in each of our own best interest to be intentional about the role that we play in this contract of society. Trevor Noah was speaking about that earlier today, that there's, in society, we agree on this contract. How are you upholding your role? How do you see that there are, there are rules that are being broken by our leaders, by those who are sp- supposed to protect us? Yes, there are police sirens in the background, I know, but... Um, I'm going to continue with the question. So why do you claim to be an ally? What makes you an ally? What is preventing you from speaking up and supporting the movement Black Lives Matter? I can clearly tell you, I can, I can tell you, I can tell the white people who are uncomfortable, I can tell my white friends from back home where I grew up exactly why they're uncomfortable with supporting the Black Lives Movement. And that is because their vision of how the world works and their vision of the peace and the privilege that they get to enjoy every single day is being threatened. It's being distorted. You're being told, hey, Other people aren't as comfortable as you. And you do have something to do with that. You do. So think about as uncomfortable as you feel hearing about these issues or even speaking up about them. Because all you have to do is find a credible person to share what they are saying on this issue. There are so many resources to educate yourself on the structural racism of our society. You can even watch Drunk History on YouTube. There are so many ways that you can educate yourself. Because black people shouldn't have to do it. They shouldn't have to teach their own history because they continue to experience it and live through it every single day because it continues to exist. 
It's not just history. It is the currency of our nation and you need to understand that there is an urgency behind backing the movement and saying, you know what, I do think we need to abolish these systems and it has to be revolutionary speech because there has not been reformation by playing by the rules. One very important fact that has been circling my mind since the Black Lives Matter movement has continued to be in an uproar is the fact that it is not enough to have people who say they are for the black community, for people of color, for these minority issues, if they still continue to be pawns in the larger scheme of things. My main topic for tonight is why silence is very violent. If you claim it's not affecting you, so you have nothing to contribute, you are choosing a side. You are very, very clearly reiterating the issue at hand. People fail to realize that saying, I don't, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say, it, it, it doesn't involve me, is an incredibly violent thing to do. Some will continue to uphold itself. If we don't change it, if we don't demand that things are destroyed and rebuilt from the ashes. You can say it's very radical. I understand that there is anger in my voice, in the way that I speak, in the way that I approach these issues, in the way that people are out on the streets and making their voices heard and expressing themselves in the only way they feel is going to get the message across. I understand that. Where the bridging of this gap comes from is the necessity of it all. I was reading some think pieces and speeches by Audre Lorde in hopes of inspiring what to share, what message to share. How can I use my voice, my platform, my privilege to shed a light on the state of our country. And I came across her piece called Transformation of Silence. She's speaking as a black woman and she says, we have had to fight and still do for visibility that renders us most vulnerable, our blackness. For to survive in the mouth of this dragon we call America, we have to learn this first and most vital lesson, that we were never meant to survive, not as human beings. 
because the machine will try to grind you into dust anyway, whether or not we speak. Black people have every right to react however they feel necessary because they have witnessed for hundreds of years being targeted murder and genocide of their people, of the people that look like them. Audre Lorde continues and says, we can sit in our corners mute forever while our sisters and ourselves are wasted, while our children are distorted and destroyed, while our earth is poisoned, we can sit in our safe corners mute as bottles and we will still be no less afraid. If anything, understand how everything connects. How everything we have, everything people go through does not just come because of chance. It was written into our laws. It has been perpetuated by the violence within predominantly black communities. By the over-policing of these communities. By the disregard of their humanity Audre Lorde continues to talk about the seven principles of Kwanzaa. And the last one that she mentions, which is the third day, is called Ujima, which translates to collective work and responsibility. She says, it is the decision to build and maintain ourselves and our communities together and to recognize that we must solve all problems together. Black people can be angry by themselves. They feel the hurt by themselves. But they can't make change by themselves. They look hysterical to people in power who refuse to see what's really going on, who refuse to acknowledge differences. She says... Audre Lorde says, in one way or another, we share a commitment to language and the power of language and to reclaiming that language which has been made to work against us. In the transformation of silence into language and action, it is vitally necessary for each one of us to ex examine or establish her function in the transformation and to recognize her role within that transformation. these issues are not separate 
of one another. Your silence is not separate of the oppression of black individuals. Your silence perpetuates it because you're saying, I don't have to care about their life. I don't have to care about it because I still get what I want. And that's where complacency is also violent. Audre Lorde continues and speaks about how we have to recognize our responsibility to seek out the knowledge to understand and to recognize our responsibility in examining how we play roles. She says, quote, we, not, we need not hide behind the mockeries of separations that have been imposed upon us and which is so often we accept as our own. For instance, I can't possibly teach black women's writing. Their experience is so different from mine. Yet how many years have you spent teaching Plato and Shakespeare and Proust or another? This is another excuse. Um, She's a white woman. What could she possibly have to say to me? Or she's a lesbian. What would my husband say or my chairman? Or again, the woman writes of her sons and I have no children. And all the other endless ways in which we rob ourselves of ourselves and each other. This is why I say there is no separation. There is a distinct degree of oppression and hurt, violence, consequences of this system but there is no separation of the impact we each have on one another she says the fact that i speak these words is an attempt to break the silence and bridge some of the differences between us, for it is not difference which immobilizes us, but silence. And there are so many silences to be broken. There is no more time to think about to think about this, act. There's, there are already so many things to be said. And if you don't know what to say, if you don't understand something, ask questions. Seek out those answers for yourself. You can ask yourself the question and I bet your ass you can look it up and find it just as easily just as easily as you dismiss it. The last thing I wanna share from Audre Lorde is this. She says from her piece, Manchild, 
when we define ourselves, when I define myself, the place in which I am like you and the place in which I am not like you, I am not excluding you from the joining, I am broadening the joining. Just as important as highlighting, yes, we are all people. It is necessary, vital. It is a desperate desire to understand where our differences fall and to use them for the benefit of each of us. To use your strong voice that you can so comfortably speak about anything and everything and ask for anything and everything and you receive it, you have to speak up for those who can't do that for themselves. Perhaps I'm so angry at those who are refusing to acknowledge their privilege, specifically at the people that I grew up with back in Colorado, my tight-knit little community where we're all safe, everybody's so close, everybody knows everything about one another, Maybe it's because I have nowhere else to direct my anger, but I think it's very justified to direct my anger to these people who I would hope would be lifelong friends of mine because to be involved in my field of consciousness, in my life, in my space, It is a requirement that these types of conversations are relevant. Whether or not there is a mass uproar and unhappiness about what is going on with current circumstances. Because it will remain current. It will remain an issue. It doesn't come and go for black communities. They live it every single day. There's police violence every single day when a police officer looks at them, thinks they look suspicious, and harasses them. It doesn't have to end in death for us to pay attention. These conversations are necessary. They have to be relevant Every day, every day, call out your racist friends and family members. Try and explain to them with as much brain power and passion and and empathy in your heart as you can to say, how do you live with peace in your heart knowing You could have said something, knowing you can change the perspective and introduce. That was a hard word. Introduce a new way of thinking to those who are so stubborn, who are so unfortunate to be so brainwashed that they want to uphold and and carry so much pride for a country 
that doesn't care about them, that doesn't care about them so much that they convince them that being killed for their country, quote, is a form of pride, is a form of pride. I'm gonna send you out to go kill innocent people for your country and you're gonna come back with extreme mental health issues, with injuries, with parts of yourself lost, blown off, cut away, with your humanity stripped of you, with killer's eyes and a killer mindset, I'm gonna send you in the name of pride for your country. And when you get back, I'm not gonna help you. I'm gonna leave you on the street. People are delusional. This system doesn't give a shit about us. They don't care. So we have to care about each other. We have to care about each other. Bringing the National Guard in to threaten these protesters? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It makes zero sense to me. <laughs> I realize I said a lot. I repeated a lot of things, and I really hope that some of my words stick with those who it is supposed to, and you are able to share this with anybody. Um, I do so hope that what I say, what I have said, is understandable, that the message gets across. And I'm going to leave you with the same questions I asked earlier. Why are you silent? Why do you claim to be an ally? How does your claim of being an ally manifest into a physical reality? What makes you an ally? What is preventing you from speaking up and supporting Black Lives Matter? We are all in a toxic relationship with America. And one of, a, one of the devastating things about this is the fact that we are fighting each other. And those who benefit from the system the most in regards to profit, wealth, they're not being affected. They're watching us fight one another on the streets. I have so much more to say, but it's all coming at the same time. So these are my thoughts for tonight. Um, I attended a protest earlier today and in Orange, and it was a very peaceful protest. People had a lot to say um, on their poster boards and everything like that. It was great to see so many white people, um, Latinx people, show up, show out. 
um, scream in the name of all of the black lives that are lost and all of the black lives that continue to be threatened on a day to day. But there's so much more we have to do. And it's not just a political thing. But please have conversations. If you reach out to me, I promise I won't yell at you. But I will happily, passionately, most likely, answer whatever questions you have. I have links to which funds to donate to, texts to send, emails to send out. Do something. Do something. Talk about it, at the very least. Ask yourself questions. Question your position and everything that's going on. If you are able to ignore it, understand why. I'm going to read the quote that I said earlier yet again, just to end this conversation for the night. When we define ourselves, when I define myself, the place in which I am like you and the place in which I am not like you. I am not excluding you from the joining. I am broadening the joining. Fight the power. Black Lives Matter.